the Easter story is recorded in, in all four Gospels in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They record the Easter story for us. I want to read it for you from Matthew chapter 28. And then uh, this is printed in your worship folders on pages 5 and 6. You can follow along. And then I'm going to talk about it for a little bit. Let it sink in. Matthew chapter 28. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guests were so af- the guests, that's you. The guards were so afraid that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, "Do not be afraid." For I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is God's word. I invite you to follow along more in your worship folder. Keep an eye on that Matthew 28 that I just read. I'm going to refer to that in the sermon this morning. And there's also a couple fill-ins Those blanks there that are very, very important words, and I want you to write them in. Use that nice, bright, holy word pen, and you can write them in when I get to them. So this is a big deal here today. This is a huge celebration. We have over 400 chairs ready for a big crowd. We have over 4,000 pieces of candy. Well, 3,998 pieces of candy for our egg hunt. We have over 600 pastries, well, 476 pastries waiting for you to consume them. Over 50 volunteers were involved. Thousands of people uh, saw our promotions on Facebook as we sent it out. Uh, Thousands of people drove by our road signs. Who saw one of these out there? Ah, they work. All right, Andrew, they work. Okay. And here's the... I got, I went to Kohl's and I got a new belt and a new pair of Easter pants. <laughs> this is a big deal. A big day. Except, let me tell you what's going to happen. Most of you will go home. Maybe some of you even work this afternoon. Sorry for that. Uh, if you don't, you'll relax. Maybe take an afternoon nap. Maybe check in with family. Maybe do a little traveling. Get back later tonight. And then Monday comes. And then Tuesday. And taxes need to be paid. And, and the boss is still hard to understand and, and doesn't get you. And the teacher still demands homework. And all the pastries and Easter candy turned to back fat and arm flab. 
And, and Easter comes and goes, and it's just another Tuesday, and it's, just, and, it, and it's like another event that just happened and came and went, like a birthday or like, like March Madness. But let me tell you this. There's a huge Easter promise that you need to understand today, and you're going to find it in these words right here in Matthew 28, and that's this. That the resurrection of Jesus Christ is not so much a church celebration. I mean, I'm glad you all are here and all, but it's, the resurrection is really not so much a church celebration. It's, not, it's more than something to celebrate. It's something for you to live. And you have totally not celebrated the resurrection of Jesus if you don't understand this, that the resurrection of Jesus Christ changes your life. It changes you. It changes your lifestyle. It changes everything. I'm going to prove it to you. So look look at this happening here where we have the resurrection of Jesus. and, And listen to the words of the angel. The very final words of the angel are not about a celebration. They're not about donuts and coffee and Easter egg hunts. The final words of the angel say, Go! And Jesus matches it. The very last words of Jesus at the tomb to his disciples, the last thing he wants to, rem- to, to the last thing he says, he wants them to remember is same thing. Go. That's a call, my friends. Easter is more than a celebration, it's a call. It's a call for you. It changes your life. Uh, a few Sundays ago at Holy Word, we uh, we studied the story of Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus, and Lazarus died, and then Jesus came and he raised him from the dead. And Jesus had some interactions with Mary and Martha, some words, and one of the things that he told them was, I am the resurrection and the life. And then he looks Mary in, or Martha in the eyes and he says, Do you believe this? Do you believe this? I mean, that, that's, I love it. You do. It, uh, t- today, it's easy to say we believe this. I think we all do today. But if I were to somehow be able to observe you on Tuesday, would I, would I observe what, what you're saying? If I could read your mind, what you're thinking, what's in your heart, what you're doing, how you respond to life circumstances? And would I say of you, wow, that... There is a person whose life has been changed by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. There is a man who adores his wife because he knows the resurrection of Jesus. There is a a teenager who is saving sex for marriage and she's doing the hard work of connecting with her parents instead of pulling away when all of our friends are pulling away. She's doing the difficult work of staying engaged with her parents because she embraces the, the empty tomb and the resurrection of Jesus. There is, there is someone who is no longer controlled by alcohol, by, by what's popping up on the screen, by, by their impatience and irritability and out-of-control anger. They're, they're, they're not controlled by it anymore. There is a worker who puts in a hard day's work because that, that person just knows that Jesus is alive. Would I say that if I were watching you on Tuesday? 
You know, it's easy to say we believe in the resurrection, but sometimes, folks, sometimes that, that faith just goes away and, and we don't believe in, in Jesus being alive, at, at least in a functional way in our lives, but we hide. Like the disciples did. You know, he had to go find his disciples after he rose from the dead. They were hiding in an upper room. What are you hiding behind? Passivity, maybe? Withdrawing? Maybe aggression? Hiding in a world of, of sports or workaholism? Hiding in a bottle? You don't need to hide. Not when Jesus is alive and the resurrection changes you. I, I have some friends who have been changed by the resurrection. Um, and I want to tell you, um, I want to tell you what that looks like because I think it's important for us to, to know um, what that looks like to be changed. Um, he, they, they lived in Pflugerville, um, but they, want, they were building a new house in Pflugerville and ready to move in a couple months ago. And uh, it just so happened about that time, they were trying to sell one house and kind of make the timing work and get a new house. And, and he, he, just, he got a new job and was, was, was working his way in and, and landed this out-of-town project. He was, so he was out of town for weeks at a time in West Texas. And, uh, and at that moment, that's when you know, their house sold and it was time to move into the new one, right, when he's on this long-term work project. But he made it home for the weekend to move into the house and, and they enjoyed their family and they moved in and he, then he went back to West Texas and that's when the rats moved in. Um, and this is not because they're dirty people or have a dirty... This is a new house, right? It's a new subdivision in Pflugerville, but they're on a green belt. There's a creek behind. They're just, you know, all those new homes are probably invading all the territory that mom and dad rat used to live in. And uh, rats not just in the, in the yard and not just in the attic, but, you know, in the bedroom and living room and stuff. Um, and maybe it made it easier for the rats to get around because there were holes in their, in their walls. And, well, the reason there were holes in the walls, the rats didn't chew them, but the, the contractors put holes in the walls because they were trying to search for the water leak that they had having just moved into this house. There was water, like not just dripping, streaming. And so they had to find this water leak. And so they eventually found the water leak. And what happened is that one of the contractors had drilled through one of the, the drywall in, in one wall, and he just happened to drill into a water line. And so water was coming out. I suppose the rats liked that. They gave him something to drink. Um, and... And he's still in West Texas, and his wife's trying to keep it all together and, and take care of the kids and take them to school and get to her job. And, and then, of course, the mold and mildew starts from the water having been behind the walls. And so you have to have contractors come and, and pull out huge sections of wall and carpet, and she's having to deal with this while he's in West Texas. And, and uh, I mean, there he is. He's, he's gone. He's not there. And his wife and kids are living in a soggy, mildewy rat's nest. It had to be hard. And uh, he, he finally realized this is an important deal. I, I can't be at this work project. I need to talk to my boss and say, i got to be home. And his boss understood, and he came home. And, uh, and Oh, and then the family dog died. I, I, I can't make this stuff up. This is real. 
And this happened to my friends. And here's why I'm telling you this story. The, the whole time this whole ordeal was going on, she, she, the wife, the mom, is still volunteering to lead one of our youth groups. And, and he is the dad, the husband. He, he was just promoted in our church to be, a, to be a ministry leader. And so he was still working with me, even out of town. He was like my right-hand man um, at my helping plan this day. Um, serving people, being in contact with our members, leading the way, shepherding people spiritually. Um, he was involved in the planning of this event. I mean, and this is just recently when all this stuff is just getting fixed up and it was going on. And, um, and he, he's, he's the type of guy that says, you know, Pastor, if it rains on Easter Sunday, um, we can go to another the church where we normally meet on Sunday. We'll just send all the people there. I'll stay here and I'll clean up and I'll, I'll make sure that the food gets there and that everything is taken care of. It. That's, Pastor, that's a no-brainer. I can do that. There's people here who need to hear the gospel. That's how you talk when you believe in the resurrection. And, and then when I asked if you know, I could tell their story, you know, they were kind of like a little embarrassed and then weren't really wanting me to. And, and, uh, and his wife says, you know, Pastor, we're just a bunch of sinners trying to do our best. That's the way you talk when you believe in the resurrection. And they wanted to make sure that this was not so much about them, but this was about Jesus. And this is about the resurrection. And I assured them, it is about Jesus. Because I want to show the people what it looks like in your life when Jesus is risen from the dead and, the, and Jesus has more say in your life than rats and the holes in your wall and builders you could blame and the family dog dying. Jesus has more of a say in your life than all of those. And they believe that. Do you believe this? I hope so. Listen to the words of the angel. Uh, they talk about uh, the importance of Jesus and his resurrection in verses 5 through 7. Look at these in the worship folder and follow along. Verses 5 through 7. The angel, this is the angel talking to the women. Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who is crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead. Four quick things there. Jump off the page. When we're talking about Easter changing your life and the resurrection changing everything. Four quick things. Number one, the angel says, do not be afraid. In your life, fear paralyzes you more than faith does. See, we typically look at faith, and there's risks that come along with faith. I have, we call it, talk about a leap of faith. I have to go somewhere I don't understand. I have to go somewhere scary. I have to do something I don't want to do. And we let that paralyze us. People, faith does not paralyze you. Fear does. Angels know these things. Number two, the angel says, you are looking for the one who was crucified. Was crucified. But look, the place where dead bodies are, he ain't there. Was crucified. I got to tell you, uh, God is a God who is angry at sin. God is a God who punishes evil. God is a God of justice and holiness 
And when you're not holy, he has a right to strike you down. Now, all of that happened on the cross of Jesus Christ. That's why the angel is saying he was crucified. It's all done. All of God's anger he could ever have at you for any of your sins and any of your guilt was crucified. It's done. It's finished. It's no more. And he is, the angel says, is risen. He is not here. He's risen. What matters now, what is happening now, the angel says, is that Jesus Christ is alive. And the power of Jesus Christ and the grace of Jesus Christ has more to say than your guilt and your sin and your shame. He is risen. He has more to say about you than your past. He has more to say about you than any of your circumstances. They do not define you. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is. He's here. He's alive. And finally, the angels say to the women, Go. There's the call. Go. And it says that the, that the women went afraid, yet filled with joy. I think that's kind of describing like when you're skydiving for the first time. <laughs> you're, uh, it's an adventure. You're, you're, you're doing it. You're going to do it. But, uh, but it's a little scary, but a lot of fun. Um, that describes the women that first Easter. Uh, and then Jesus meets them. They, they clasp his feet. Um, he says, again, do not be afraid. Don't let f- Fear is going to paralyze you. Faith will not. And, and tells them again, just like the angel told them, go, go live, go serve, go pray, go love, go believe, Jesus says. And the women go, go do what I'm calling you to do, he says. The resurrection changes everything. Do you believe this? I, I think there's a few people here today who are going to say this. You know, Pastor Darren, I don't know if I believe that. I, I, I just, I'm going to be honest and say that I don't know if I have that kind of hope and that kind of confidence and that kind of willingness for my life to be filtered by the resurrection of Jesus. Here's what I would say to you. Okay. But guess what? It's not your job to change and it's not your job to believe. It's Jesus' job. It's Jesus' job to change you and to give you hope and to give you something you can believe in. And guess what? Jesus did His job. He rose from the dead. He did it all. And, and He wants you to change. He's willing to help you. And He believes in you. Yeah, He's done all the hard work. And so now, now it's yours. The resurrection, it's all yours. He gives it to you. Um, remember that moment when you uh, learned to ride a bike for the first time? This, is, uh, this bicycle right here belongs to Felipe. Felipe is a boy in our church. He's a, he's a foster boy. Um, he lives in the home of one of the, our pastors on staff. They're just a loving, caring family. 
and uh, spend some time with some other families here um, in Holy Word Pflugerville. And he's a neat little boy. He learned to ride this bike a couple months ago. And I saw a video of it as he learned to ride this bike. Um, remember when you learned to ride a bike? You know, you got the training wheels off. Mom or dad are, are pushing you slowly. And maybe you took a digger or two, but you finally, <laughs> you finally succeeded. And the big grin on your face and maybe a couple scraped elbows and scraped knees. But man, once you learned... Once you got up and you, you were riding that bike, and maybe you tipped over once, what did you do? You get back on that bicycle. Why? Two reasons. Number one, you don't really believe that you actually did it. You just have to try it again and, and see if it can happen, and it does. And number two, fear gives way to freedom. Folks, that's life change. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is now. And Jesus has all power over all sin, over all shame, over all of your circumstances. The resurrection filters everything about you and your life and it gives you an identity that is new, that, that circumstances don't define you, but Jesus does. Do you believe this? Say yes. yes. Do you believe this? Yes. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah.